Welcome to Sweeter Than Honey. I'm Josh, and I'm here with my wife, Tori, and my brother, Brendan. Hello. And today, we're going to talk about why do we have the Old Testament? Last time we talked about uh, what it is, uh, more or less like where we are in the Old Testament. What's the culture? What's the time period? Uh, And now we're going to figure out, okay, there's a lot of stuff in the Old Testament that doesn't make sense, so why the heck do we have it? If the popular argument is, if Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament, that means we don't need it anymore, which is not true. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about why we have it. Uh, well, I mean, from the get-go, its main purpose is to present the history of the world uh, from its inception down to narrowing the history uh, of one family group, which is the Hebrew nation, uh, first major character being Abraham, and then moving on down all the way through uh the construction of the second temple at the end of uh, Ezra Nehemiah yeah so that's that's it's a you know big story that the old testament encapsulates uh and then obviously one of the reasons that we still read it today is that the history of the hebrew nation and their relationship with god culminates in the promise of jesus and his redemption of all humanity yeah, so so the scope of the Old Testament, from everybody to the Hebrew people, back to everybody. Through one person. In, through Jesus, yeah. Which is cool. It's really cool. Uh, well, and there, there are a lot of major themes in the Old Testament, but really, big picture-wise, it's a dichotomy of humanity and their sinful nature caused by the rebellion of Adam and Eve in the garden— uh, and then on the opposite side of that, the redemptive nature of God and his mercy and grace. Mm. And so the Old Testament is, okay, everything's great. Oh, immediately things aren't great anymore. Yeah. And now we're going to try and get back to greatness, and the Old Testament ends with, you didn't make it. Mm. Even after the second temple was built, you guys are still not doing stuff right. Yeah. You're still tripping yourself. Yeah. yeah. We're I wanna, still waiting I, for the Savior. I want to be with you guys, but you guys won't let me be with you. Yeah. Yeah, even after you worked so hard to get out of exile, and you're like even into Jesus's time, you're still trying not to go back into exile. You're not trying to be with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. like now it's all just about joining the Olympics to not drown instead of joining the Olympics to win the swim meet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, and because it's such an ancient time period, relatively speaking, with a lot of uh, Eastern culture. Middle Eastern culture that we in the West don't understand, uh, that there are a lot of things that we th- that we find offensive or confusing or that aren't practical to practice today, uh, and that can be confusing because, well, is like even even a, a contemporary issue is, is capital punishment morally okay? Sure. Because it's still the taking of a life. Yeah. And it's prescribed in the Old Testament, but does does the grace through Jesus's blood, you know, refute nullify the need for 
Exactly. Like that, that, that's just one example of like, okay, well, how far do we take the Old Testament law? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because the, the slavery issue is a popular one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that was the, the main argument by, um, uh, Victorian era ministers to defend the Confederacy's separation was it's ordained. Right. 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 And so, you know, how, how far do we take it? Yeah. Right. How, how much of the Old Testament do we actually listen to? Right. And that can be a dangerous question in so much as, as soon as you start saying, oh, we don't have to listen to that part. Pretty soon you're saying, we don't have to worry about the Old Testament at all. Right. And then suddenly you become an evolutionist. <laughs> right. Right. Or on the polar opposite side, we want to take everything here and apply it to ourselves. And then you get something like manifest destiny because Israel conquered the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we can say, do that oh, yes. with the new world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that that leads into the idea that we really have to order of operations the Old Testament, which sounds really weird, but like it's easy to do textual. Well, it's not easy, but like it's easier to do textual criticism on the Old Testament. It's a lot harder to interpret that and actually live it out today. Uh, so you have to really pay attention to this like equation, I guess, or like pattern of how how do you actually read the Old Testament and then practice it. Well, you have to remember that the Old Testament was written for us, but it was not written to us. It was written for us in so much as that we are God's people Mm -hmm. adopted into his family, grafted onto that family tree. Mm -hmm. Yes. We were not native-born, I don't know, Godites, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Um, (laughs) uh, we, We were adopted into the family because of our chosen relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes. Well, one that also, tying that into the theme of the all of humanity to the Hebrew people back out to all of humanity, all all mankind begins as God's offspring, in a manner Mm -hmm. of speaking. Mm -hmm. But through our rebellion, there is a disinheriting that happens. Mm -hmm. So So then it's, do you want to be part of the family? Okay, well, you're going to have to reject what's keeping you out of the family and come back yeah. on on my terms. Yep. Which requires then God to disinherit himself in a sense. Yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting because the Tower of Babel is really the story of God disowning the world. Yes. And then re reinstating one tribe into the family. Exactly, exactly. The, the, this is what Moses says in, in Deuteronomy that... that um, God separated the nations according to the number of the sons of God, but Israel is his portion. He chose for himself this particular people group to be the means by which the divine human partnership that he wanted from the very beginning would be carried out. Mm-hmm. And and through that line, he himself becomes a man in the person of Jesus to fulfill what all of that purpose was leading to so that we could be grafted in. Yep, yep. And so we have to remember that the the words of the law and all of the prophecies surrounding Israel uh, as a nation and even the split kingdom into and out of the exile was written to Israelites, and then eventually there were just the Judahites left, along with a few Benjaminites and uh, Levitical priests, which collectively became known as the Jews. Mm. So these were written to these people that were all under one family. Yeah. 
descended from Jacob, uh, who was later renamed Israel, in their time periods. So just because the law was written, you know, circa 1400 BC, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it had any less significance to a uh, 600 BC Jew living in siege to Jerusalem. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, it, had, it had the exact same significance to, to that person. Nowadays, it is a little bit different. The, the defining moment when we switch over to how much does the law apply from totally to with reservation I, I don't I don't know what kind of word to use yeah like that. well how I, okay I guess I guess it's how does or where, where where does the transition happen from the law applied in everyday life in its most literal practical sense to how do we then apply the wisdom of the law okay to a new cultural context yeah mm. yeah and that that didn't happen until the death burial and resurrection of Christ right while he was uh, walking and teaching on the earth, he was preparing the people to transition into the new covenant. Right. The new covenant was never actually instated, un- or what? What? Uh, in, in what? What kind of word am I trying to think of? Established. Established. Oh. That works. The new covenant wasn't actually established until his resurrection. Right. Because right. nobody, nobody could have believed in the sacrifice of Christ. Uh, until or like like it, it, it didn't it didn't have this uh, physical fulfillment yeah, until well, Christ actually say it, it was established in His blood. So it was established in His death, in His crucifixion, at the spilling of His blood. It, yeah. it, like on the altar, it's, it was literally like a sacrifice. Yeah. But but the justification for that covenant was His resurrection. Mm. This is the proof that that this sacrifice was not in vain. Yeah, and and we we see in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11, like, we see that these people had faith of the Messiah, even though they had no idea what that even meant, mm-hmm. more, more than likely. Like, they didn't necessarily be like, yes, this guy is going to do this. Right. They just knew that that God was going to redeem his people and the world back to paradise. Yeah. Uh, and so... Yeah, absolutely. That's where the transition happens. Everything pre-crucifixion... The entire world was subject to the law, even though Israel was the only one that directly received it. Mm. The nations of Canaan and uh, the empires out further east and, and to the north were still judged by the same law that right. the Israelites were. Right. And Paul kind of gets into that where he says that the evidence for God is in front of everybody. Yes, the fact that we all have the law written on our hearts. We, we all have an internal understanding of of what God's standard is and the fact that we fall short of that. Mm-hmm. The classic um, uh, rebuttal to atheists nowadays in debates is, how do you know that's moral? Right. Who told you that? Right. Yeah. It's inherent, but why? Yeah, exactly. This is why. <coughs> yeah. And and additionally, I think of note is, in, in the transition, the law was not done away with. The law has found its fulfillment in the person of Jesus, so how we understand the law is understood in light of what he did and how how the standards that were previously established were taken to an even higher level yep. through his teachings. Um, and And a lot of what the epistles are doing is saying, this is how we understand the law in light of the person of Jesus. This is not stop obeying the law. This is 
the law is still the standard. Yep. How do we do that? We can't. <laughs> yeah. Like we we don't we don't sacrifice animals anymore. Right. Because Jesus nullified the need for actual yeah. sacrifice exactly. of animals. He exactly. he is the ultimate sacrifice once for all time for all people. Yeah. Mm. Even right. those that reject him, yes. he still sacrificed himself for them. Right. Mm. Well, and for those who reject, there's also a, a level of interpretation of the law going on in rabbinic tradition in light of the destruction of the second temple. Because now, um, according to that rabbinic tradition, um, you know, th- th- there are new ways that are needed to apply the law when you cannot go to the temple for festivals and for sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And, and the basically the doors to prayer are no longer open anymore because the the temple is no longer there you no longer have access to the presence yeah. of god the high priest no so, longer has a holy of holies to commune with god in. exactly so what do you do in light of all of those things and so everybody now coming from a jewish background which includes us to a degree um is is interpreting the law according to the setting post temple yeah. Hmm. Um, it's just a matter of what lens do you interpret that through? Do you interpret that through the lens of the rabbis or do you interpret that through the lens of Jesus is Messiah mm-hmm. and yep. he is reigning now? So the need for the physical temple is negated. Yeah, now. we are now the temple. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, a lot of naysayers, uh, Bible critics, and uh, progressive Christians try to use the Old Testament to justify an agenda. Mm-hmm. Like famously, this last year, Roe v. Wade was overturned, and all of these progressive Christians and a lot of Bible naysayers were saying, "No, no, in the Bible it says that you can, you can have abortion." Right. And there were so many responses from the the right that were like, "No, no, 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 that's wrong." Yeah, that's not how that works. Yeah. Right. And then they had to defend. Well, how do you know that? Because it's the Bible. And they right. say, well, it's the Old Testament. And suddenly you have this argument going on in, in a in a local level. Right. Where how, it's like, how valid is exactly, Old Testament law. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that was like something that people couldn't escape from was this idea of, well, it's the Bible, isn't it? Yes, but it's the Old Testament. Well, why does that matter? Right. So now we're faced with this, this seeming contradiction in how we view Scripture. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the other... Um, very common one in, in, in those circles is, um, you know, you're, you're going to go to Leviticus to say that homosexuality is wrong, but you wear clothing that's made of two different types of mm-hmm. uh, fabric. Oh, no, I have a cotton polyester material. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So you're violating the law as well. Yeah. You probably, you know, do all of these things You in terms of like eating yeah, I eat, that, I eat that, bacon. that are not kosher. Yeah. I love so bacon. you're violating the law. <laughs> and yeah. me saying I'm not an Israelite isn't a good argument. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's a valid argument, but it's not a good argument. <laughs> right. Like, that, it, it's not as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if I was a, a an ethnic and cultural Jew, but I was a Christian, technically I could still eat bacon because... And, and the, You've not the, the, subscribed there, there are, to there the There are New Testament all. verses yeah. that deal with that. I'm not going to dive into them right now but like the idea that Mm -hmm. that under the new covenant i am allowed to eat these things but culturally maybe i shouldn't Mm. just because of how my family does things and and how i have been taught to perceive the world Mm. and so 
if if a messianic Jew eats bacon, they're not going to fall under condemnation from heaven. Right. They may fall under condemnation from their, their brothers and sisters. Or yeah. yeah. Right. And so that that's part of that order of operations. Like the the new covenant puts so much emphasis on not your own conscience, but the conviction of your spirit in tandem with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's part of what we were talking about in the in the intro episode of like, we want to vibrate on the same frequency as the Holy Spirit. Right. That's where your convictions come into play. Yes. Mm. It can't be this personal desire getting in the way of things. It's okay. What do I know based on my relationship with Christ and my communications with the Father yeah. and experiences of the Holy Spirit? What do I need to do or not do basically to right. further my relationship with Christ? Yeah. Yeah, because if, if your Christian liberties are getting in the way of your relationship, then you are no longer acting as though you were liberated. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Peter seemed to have tried to follow all Jewish law for the rest of his life, but that was for the sake of the Jews that he was ministering to in, in Jerusalem. Paul seems to have outwardly appeared Hellenistic to some people because he was meeting the Gentiles where they were. Mm-hmm. So he was technically breaking Old Testament law sometimes. Though he had Timothy circumcised for the sake of the Jews. Yes, yes. Just as a generalization, though, but it is a good point. Uh, Paul probably broke Old Testament law by synagogue standards in order to spread the gospel. Right, right. Mm. He wasn't sinning by doing so. He recognized that, well, for lack of a better term, win in Rome— Yes. Do as the Romans do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, with within within the confines of of Christian doctrine. Yeah. To those uncircumcised, I became as one uncircumcised. Yeah. He's not going to go to for a, the sake of the gospel. Yeah. He's not <laughs> going to go to a gladiator fight and be like, "Yep, mm-hmm, okay." So by the way. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. He's he's going to to say yes. We will have a meal together. This meat was sacrificed to Zeus. Okay. We're still going to eat it, mm. but I need to talk to you about this. Right. And the significance of what you're doing here. Yes. Right? Which is a very famous passage from First Corinthians. Is that, is that when, he, when he talks about it? Becoming all things to all yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this idea of if you in your liberty are causing somebody to sin or stumble or even to suddenly doubt what's going on with their faith, mm. you are then in the way and thereby sinning because you are preventing somebody else from actually uh, developing a relationship or furthering a relationship with Christ. Yeah. So conviction is key to understanding what should and shouldn't be followed anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we as Westerners kind of, because we are new age, we have this idea of uh, my subconscious or these other spiritual influences coming in that we don't perceive as evil, directing, and even astrology, right, which Mm -hmm. does have spiritual connotations, but Mm -hmm. that these are affecting my decisions. No, it's it's you partnering with spiritual rebels doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. Sure. Even if you think you're supposed to be doing them, Mm -hmm. uh, which is why we want to emphasize becoming in tune with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. So, yeah. In short, when we when we read the Old Testament, we need to look at it through the lens of the sac- sacrifice of Christ mm-hmm. and think about, okay, 
we may have to take it one thing at a time and it may take a while to even go through one thing but is this something that i need to do myself in my life today if so what does that look like is there a degree to which i do it but i don't pass a certain point right like we're not going to stone people we don't do that anymore now yes. capital punishment yes. as a as a form of justice that's debated but it seems like that's still viable right yeah well and, and to be fair that particular point that was established before the law I was, was say, officially Noah, ratified yes Noah and, was given Noah. the commandment to yeah to carry out justice for a man's blood by another man's blood yep yeah yep <clears throat> and so that too because as as we start in in Genesis we have to recognize that everything before the law was given to Moses was understood universally mm-hmm. human wise right, right right universally for humans yes uh, so there's an important distinction between the Noah covenant and the Moses covenant mm. in a narrowing point. Yeah, absolutely. Down to the family. Absolutely. So all uh, of that to say PEMDAS, yes. order of operations. Yep. There, there isn't, there isn't a strict equation. There is a lens though. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Lens through the blood of Jesus down to your personal convictions. And in, keep reading in your Bible with the Holy Spirit, yep. and yep. and your reading of the Bible. Yeah. yeah. When I when I say convictions, let me just clarify this. When I say convictions, I mean in partnering with the Holy Spirit, yeah. not not your your Jiminy Cricket conscience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Jiminy Cricket, Jesus Christ. That's right. You sillies. That's right. Sorry, I called you sillies. That's just Josh's catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks for listening to my rant. Yeah. No. No. That that's Thank all. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's all good stuff. Um, do you have any questions regarding anything that we just went over? Or? I mean, I feel like it definitely did kind of just go over my head entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Great, let's so I was like, it. I don't really know where to start with all the questions. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> well, do you have one that just comes to the front automatically? Is I, I feel like the Old Testament, if I just, you know, put myself in the seat of new believer, young believer, mm-hmm. as somebody who... I don't personally understand it at all. Is there like, can you give me a like pick up the book, back of the book summary? Actually, I I do have a. <clears throat> I know that the listeners won't be able to see it, but I do have a picture that I can put in the highlight video of the theological river. I can grab my book real quick, and I'll I'll run through that real quick. Okay. So, when reading a passage in the Bible, step one, you have to grasp the text in quote-unquote their town you mm. have to understand where they were in their time and culture which is why we did that entire Remember previous episode that 10th grade lesson about setting that's what we're talking mm. about. Exactly, yes, exactly exactly and actually because this isn't an english teacher saying the door is red he's mad no 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 no. <laughs> it was just a red door okay we <laughs> yeah. recognize that we recognize that this person is sitting in a room with a red door yes mm-hmm. they're just giving details yes okay so we know that these people were surrounded by pagan nations mm. that were submitting to other spirit beings and calling them powerful gods mm-hmm. and performing also wicked acts. Good things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Would it would it be appropriate to interject in in concert with recognize the literal setting? Do not close yourself to symbolic interpretation because there is also an element of that which is present in the cultural context. That's that's true. Uh, uh, and you and I were talking about this outside of recording, but yeah. people tend to hyper literalize or hyper spiritualize. Spiritualize. Yeah. 
the text, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to parables. But in terms of the Old Testament, uh, people will take, like, of course, the classic example is Genesis. Mm. It's poetry. No, it's not. It's narrative. It is the creation narrative. I don't care what you say. Moses confirms it later (laughs) when he talks about the seven, seven days of the week. In six days, God created the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day, he rested. Thank you for coming to my little rant. <laughs> go, go look at answers in Genesis. They, sh- they give scientific It's not Mary reasons. had a little lamb. <laughs> on the seventh day, Jesus took a nap. Jesus took a nap. <laughs> exactly. No. <laughs> so, uh, yes, l- the liter- literary, literary genre, the genre of, of the text is important. Yes. Yeah. Now, maybe we can recognize, okay, in Exodus, when Moses... Uh, and the Israelites cross the Red Sea, we get a bird's-eye picture of, okay, here's what's happening. Yep, they cross over the Red Sea. And then in the song, is it hyperbolic? Sure. But it's also giving, one, a heavenly perspective of the event. Yeah, what is the spiritual significance of what just happened? Yeah, and two, it's also adding more detail because you can do that when when you have an artistic perspective, right? Yeah, with the breath of his nostrils. Yeah, we suddenly see that it's not... Exactly like Prince of Egypt, where water swirls from the staff, it's it's that this powerful wind from heaven, mm-hmm. and we're talking like spiritual heaven, not just sky heaven. Yeah. yeah, blasted the waters clean through. Right, right, right. So it gives us and it they, gives us and this they powerful picture. In their depths. Yeah, it gives us this powerful picture that's telling us the literal story in this in poetic form, in this painting form. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like so. how I asked for like. A summary, and you're like, "Let's go deeper." <laughs> well, I, I just I just needed to go off on that real quick. Yeah. We we had a little tangent. Okay, so grasping the text in their town. Yes. So, okay, we know we know where they are roughly. We know when this was. Mm-hmm. We kind of know what the cultures around them are doing. Okay, mm-hmm. so now we understand what the text means in their town. Mm-hmm. I can't give a specific example right now, unfortunately, but we'll we'll use this as we actually go through the Bible um, further on. Okay. So then you come to the river of culture, language, and time situation. That's what separates us from those people. Mm-hmm. So we understand what it means for them in their time. And now we understand there's all these differences between what they were going through and what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Just in general. They have very different experiences than we do. They had plagues. We had the flu and the Rona. <laughs> yep, exactly. So that's a similarity, yeah. right? But a difference is that they probably didn't have the Rona. Yeah. The difference they is could, that they, they, frogs they, came out of there. I was going to say, yeah, God struck Dead them with frogs and locusts. Yeah, they, yeah. They, had, they had skin diseases that we might not have to experience to the same degree today. Mm-hmm. Like it could be deadly for them. <laughs> yes. Who knows what sicknesses we had, if, or they had. If your house has a skin disease, clean the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this, is, this is all Levitical stuff. And the, the way if that you find raised, moss yeah. or mold in your house got to tear that thing down yeah and the priest will come and be like yep this is good or no this is not good oh my god yeah yeah uh okay and so nowadays it's like oh there's some mold here, <laughs> throw I'll, some I'll bleach show, on I'll it i'll show Tori the picture since she's a visual person okay, okay thank so you. uh recognizing the text in their town mm-hmm. right there's this river of differences okay. and similarities but mm-hmm. mostly differences differences make it hard to cross the river right yep so now we have this bridge the principalizing bridge so that that's kind of where sermon nuggets come into into play like this is what pastors focus on a lot is what is the main point? Mm-hmm. What is God's like? Because you can only yeah, squeeze yeah. so What's much. What's God's into bullet a point? Forty-five from minute this? sermon. Yeah. yeah. What's God's bullet point? That's the principalizing bridge is coming up with those bullet points of here is a truth, a yes. general truth that we can interpret from the text. So, like, essentially, you're saying kind of like we can sum up Genesis one and two into Jesus took six days. Er, Jesus. 
God took six days to make the earth. On the seventh day, he didn't do anything, and it was good. And then he made people and animals and blah, 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 and it was good. Yeah. And then life was happy. And then on the third day, bad things happened, and they got kicked out of the garden. Oh, no. And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, those, those, those are little bullet points. So let's 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 say like, let's say like this. I'm trying to be like, here's a summary of Genesis one through three. <laughs> Everything okay, was good, gonna, and then yeah, it wasn't go good. <laughs> so in in the Levitical law, uh, you know, if if somebody's ox gores somebody and kills them, you kill the ox. <laughs> yep. Right. Well, we can take a uh, the bullet point being that justice needs to be served. It's a Overgeneralization, I understand, but sure. this is just a, a very small example. Justice needs to be served, mm-hmm. right? Cold, that's like the revenge? bullet point. Nope, none of that. Justice, <laughs> revenge is funny. not justice. Yeah, that, that, but I'm, I'm yeah, you know, I know. I understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> now we have to understand, in in terms of the biblical map, that we are post Jesus. Yes. We are in the new covenant, yep. right? So uh, we we crossed that bridge. So now we understand the the principle. Now, to start applying it, we first have to understand that we are uh, post-Jesus. We are under the new covenant. Mm-hmm. So that means that grace is involved. So in that case, we kill the animal. Yes, we're going to kill the animal. It might be, you know, a, a controversial topic. Mm-hmm. Harambe. Um, oh, my God. But, like, justice-wise, sure. right, it only makes sense to do something like that in that specific circumstance, mm-hmm. right? Harambe happened like a long time like ago. Seven years, six years ago. Six years yeah. ago. And now we can finally grasp the text in our own town. So mm-hmm. in our modern time, Harambe is a, a actually a perfect ago. example, yeah. right? Like modern-wise, something like that happens. An animal kills another person. Mm-hmm. What do we do? And granted, in this case, that that animal was in, in a zoo. So it is very different than... Than different circumstances exactly but that's why we're grasping it in our town now yes because we have to understand that justice needs to be served mm-hmm. what does that look like though because mm-hmm. that can only be determined from our time period our point of view and so you have to put that in perspective of everything you read in the old testament yes okay so the principalizing bridge literally is the bridge between what does it say ta- what is it. it saying to them how can we take that and actually so apply it for our lives i guess what you could say is go back to Go back in your mind palace to like middle school, high school English, depending on when you learned this. Um, and remember what your teacher said about like culture and setting and time and place and that kind of Everything stuff. we talked about last episode. Yeah. And then be like, how does this apply to me? Mm-hmm. And then you can understand with the, with the lens in front of you of, I'm living post-Jesus. Then you can be like, okay, well, now I don't have to follow these 630-some-odd laws from the books of the Old Testament. Is that right? Yeah. It's basically looking in the mirror and recognizing that on that side of the mirror, Mm -hmm. that's a very different time and culture, but Mm -hmm. there's still a person that's receiving that. Yeah. How does does that person... And it's not you specifically, but like just in the mirror. Like you're looking through like... A window and yeah. you see into the past yeah how does the person on the other side of that window deal with something are you supposed to deal with it exactly the same way and that's what that bridge helps you determine because okay. there's that river of differences but a similarity is that you're both people you're so both the, you're both fallen people yes mm-hmm. right so the old testament is a rule book no the old testament is not a rule book the old testament is 
a history book written from the perspective of God uh, and his interactions with one family. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That was what I was looking for. No, the Old Testament is not a rule book. No, many people make the mistake of believing that it is because it begins with the law, yes. quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but also the law, quote unquote, is narrative. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not actually a constitution. We're so. not talking about like, you know, <laughs> I plead my right to remain silent. Exactly. And wait yeah. for my attorney. So even, even like the, the parts of it that is law being given, like the second half of Exodus through parts of Numbers mm-hmm. and into Deuteronomy. Exists in narrative context. It's narrative prose. Okay. So you have... It's a basically, story. Yeah, you basically have a law book, yep. but it's told, it's told via story. Sure. Right? Because yeah. these were real events that were happening to these people. Yeah. And Moses is saying, that thing happened. Here's what you're supposed to do about that. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What you guys were talking about, I was like, wait, this is not going to make sense. I'm not tracking at all. <laughs> yeah. So that's why these questions for, are helpful. I'm glad that I remembered that this, this picture is in here. Yeah. yeah. Um, good. Minor point of fact check. Harambe did not kill the child. Oh, thank you. I, yes. I, I looked that up when you brought that up. I was like, wait a second. I didn't think the child died. Sorry, I was no. trying to make a uh, parallel. Yes. No, did it, he it, severely it, injure him or was it? Uh, I, I don't, mean, not. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the the child was injured, but not severely. Um, the fear was that he was going to kill him? Yeah, because because he was acting aggressively and, 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 and strutting. And, and basically, the gorilla was acting as though he was in a position where he was being threatened, meaning that the child very possibly could have gotten killed. Um, gotcha. But yeah, yeah his he, injuries he, were non-life-threatening. Okay. Yeah. And so um, that that's why it was so controversial was yes. because... Because the child didn't actually die. Yeah. So did sorry, you really I'm, need I'm to kill the gorilla? I, yeah, I'm sorry that I um, didn't say that correctly. But that, that's, yeah. that's the, that, that, that is a, a, a parallel situation. Yeah. Mm. Imperfect, sure. But the idea that justice needs to be served, was justice served properly? That's the question. That's the question. Yeah. Right? And, and I'm sure that people in the church will take both sides. Oh, totally. Yeah. People take sides all the time. Are you mm-hmm. kidding? We live in America in the <laughs> 21st century. And here's, the, here's something about that too, is that Christians that could be on both sides of that debate are still Christians. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't personally say that they're saved, but I trust that they have a saving relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that they just disagree on this, this issue. Sure. That's not going to invalidate their salvation. You can no. apply that to everybody. Everybody's yeah. a people. <laughs> exactly. You have to treat people like how you people want to be peopled, right? <laughs> but my, my point is, like, we are going to inter- interpret the text differently. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why denominations exist. Yeah. Right? Because everybody looks at things different. We're not all the same. Yeah. We don't pop out of the, you know, Hershey's mold and look at, like, a Hershey's chocolate bar the same exact yeah. way. <laughs> but we have to understand that are there multiple bridges that that can cross from this same town over this river? Yeah. Now, some bridges are going to be better than others, right? Some bridges are dangerous and rickety and could mm-hmm. even collapse. Yeah. But the point is is that it the the, the text is consistent. Mm-hmm. While our interpretation of it might not always be consistent. Right. Yeah. So we need to extend grace and genuine listening to those people if we disagree with what they say. Yeah. And we hope for the same thing from them as well mm-hmm. because we are all part of the same family grafted onto that same tree. Mm-hmm. Why are we trying to chop branches off of our own tree? 
that's not a a defense of of some of the not good practices of some denominations. No, but but, but it's a valid. Yeah, yeah. So, extend grace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's all I got. Were, were there questions that you had about that, Tori? I think I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. Did that make sense? That that picture. I think so. It was a little confusing at first, but I think I got it. It was a very dumbed down version of <laughs> of what that picture means. I was trying to go fast. Sure. I was trying to use bridges to talk about the bridge. <laughs> so, uh, I will I'll make sure that, that that graph gets put a graphic gets put in the highlight video. Perfect. I, I got the graphic from Grasping God's Word, the third edition by J. Scott Duvall and J. Daniel Hayes. Yeah. So that that will be in the in the notes, as well as the link to the highlight video. So. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, next Pem- week. Sorry, I was just going to say PEMDAS. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Remember your order of operations, people. Next week, we are going to be getting into the next chapter of all of this where everything that the Old Testament was leading up to finds its culmination in the person of Jesus. And then what about that now that Jesus has come? Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking about New Testament culture and setting. And uh, hopefully that will be as enlightening as this was. Nice. See you next week. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Grace and peace.